You're listening to the Ontos Podcast, where we explore the nature of stories and the pursuit of being in truth. I'm Mac. And I'm Vod. And our sentience depends on you. Now cue the intro music. All right, Mistborn. So we're going to go over just prologue at this yeah, point? Yeah, we're going to go over just the prologue for this first episode. Which I think seems pretty reasonable. There's a lot of things that get dropped in this prologue. So why don't you take us off? Give us a little idea of what happened. All right, so we open up on kind of being introduced to this man by the name of Lord Trusting. He's the plantation slash master, owner, whatever it is, a nobleman in this world. And he's trying to entertain a person he refers to as an obligator. Now, this is a lot to unpack here, but an obligator in a quick sense is a bureaucrat who kind of authenticizes and, you know, like the justice of the peace kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he basically explains that they're glorified witnesses. You need to make them happy because they keep things moving in the final empire. And he's trying to impress them through his cruelty. Uh, that's literally what it ends up coming down to. You are kind of given this view of these people called the Ska, which are just straight up slave labor in this world. It's a class of people and they're looked down upon. They're worked basically to death. And this obligator is giving Lord Trusting a pat on the back for how brutal he is to a Ska. You know, they, they're very happy that his Ska don't rebel, that his Ska don't run away, that his Ska are just there to work. Um, there's even a point, I believe, where he kind of hints at he assaults the women of the ska and the obligator pats him on the back for cleaning up his messes it is very much a very cruel intro into this world but what really catches him off guard something that is huge at this point is when lord trusting finally meets kelsier for the first time just through a single glance of defiance and it's so sinister to him so off-putting for what he's used to this beaten down class of people that it physically causes him to have a reaction that he kind of pulls back and by the time he looks back the 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 skull the mysterious skull kelsier is no longer seen yeah i always i always i imagine this scene where i it doesn't say that he winks at him but i always imagine that like he gives him a wink and he's like what and he turns around and he's like oh he's not there anymore yeah he's gone (laughs) and by that point he he orders more whippings. He 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 very much believes in any sense of fire left in the skull. He believes in essentially beating it out of them and making sure that they are completely under his control. We kind of move on from this scene and we get to the point where we finally get Kelsier's point of view as he goes into one of the Ska's huts at night when the, the mist of the world is finally beginning to creep in. And we learn that Kelsier himself is a Ska, and he's known as, he's one of the Ska who aren't afraid to travel at night from plantation to plantation, which we learn is illegal in the Final Empire. The Ska mm-hmm. need to stay where they are, they are owned. They are property, and they cannot freely move. And one interesting bit of information we learn, too, is that the Ska aren't even Lord Trusting's property. They're the Lord Ruler's property, mm-hmm. in which he's being, they're essentially being leased out to these noblemen of the Final Empire. Um, from this point, we kind of move through Kelsier being his charming self, and we'll we'll dive a lot more into Kelsier, who's seeming to be, at least at this point in the book, our main point of view character. And we get to see his his charm and his charismatic nature come out. We see him smiling all the time, to the point where the ska, even in the in the scene, point out 
how can you smile so much? And he he kind of he kind of introduces himself in a way that he's here to bring news and share news, and that's why they they take him. And even the elder, I think the elder's name was Trapper. Trapper even mentions mentions this that he's here because he can give them news from the outside. All of them are too afraid to leave. And there is a point where Trapper kind of starts to sense that Kelsier might have an alternative motive for being here. It is not just he's traveling, and he basically tells him to uh, to screw off and leave. And this was a perfect introduction to the mists themselves, because as Kelsier opens up this door to leave, the mists start to creep in, and you see how all the Ska are so scared. They're terrified. They start murmuring things. I, I believe one woman even says, if we go out into the mist it'll steal our souls. And Kelsier is just kind of like amused slash concerned, but not necessarily concerned about how they feel more concerned that he, I think he even says, I'm going to have to get them over this at some point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we learn very much about how the mist themselves seem to have an almost supernatural presence in the world, at least to these, this group of people, the ska, because the mist are kind of creeping in and they're afraid about what Kelsier might become in the mist and about how he might come back after he's changed to to enact revenge or whatever it is, they ultimately let him stay, like, begrudgingly. And he reveals that when we saw him a moment ago and he caught Lord Tresting's eyes, he was actually there to steal food from him. Uh, Kelsier reveals all the noblemen's food, which to us in, you know, our day and age would be, you know... It's like bread the, and fruit. The dollar store pickums. Yeah, you know, it's like, just whatever, you know, you can get in a pantry. Yeah, but to them, it is luxurious. They, they Most of the times, I believe even the older Ska, who I believe goes by Menace, even says, I can't eat that because his stomach's just not used to even food that, like, I don't want to say refined, but that different. Which is actually a medical condition that can actually happen from starvation, so... Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. And so... He reveals this food, and he basically gets them, tries to win over the group. Trapper's not having any of it. The Elder, which, by the way, the Elder's, like, I think he mentions five years older than Kelsier, like 40 years old. Yeah. And so that's that speaks to their conditions that people will see that as an Elder in their community. They, they don't live long, mm-hmm. especially with, like, with what they have to go through consistently. So Kelsier's alternative, like, his different motive comes out at this point. He starts. You start to see the real Kelsier and the real reason why he's here. And I believe he ends up even saying it out loud. He's here to stir up some trouble. Mm-hmm. He says that like four times. <laughs> yeah. Trapper recognizes him when he reveals everything as someone that we get to know as the survivor. Well, what does he see that he calls the survivor? So he sees on his arms just a whole bunch of scars where it looks like uh, like there were different cuts. Maybe objects were pushed in. It was just a bunch of scarring on his arms, kind of uh, starting at the wrist up. And even I believe he even had him kind of covering his hands too. Um, but it's the scarring. And Trapper knows him as the survivor by this. Well, at this point, Trapper's kind of stuck because he can't send him out into the mist because everyone's afraid. And everyone's really wanting to hear his stories now that he's brought them food. This right. wonderful food. The the stories and the news are they're like, okay, you came here for a reason. Let's yeah, hear let's yeah, hear yeah. the gossip. Well, he doesn't even get to really get that off. Everyone kind of ignores him after the foods, except for Menace, who seems to be, I would say, an actual elder of the ska. He's an older man, way older than Trapper, 
I don't think it gives us an age, but I always kind of assume and see him in his like late fifties, early sixties by this point. Yeah. He's kind of getting to that point where it's like, he's already lived a harsh life, but even if you haven't, your body's starting to get to that Mm -hmm. point where it's Mm -hmm. like the physical labor isn't going to work out very well anymore. And he points out to Kelsier, the only people who have those scars are from the pits. Mm -hmm. And we get introduced to the idea of the pits of Athsin, which I believe further into the book we'll learn a lot more about. Mm-hmm. But the pits of Athsin are apparently this terrible place that no one has ever been able to live and escape from. And They only come back dead, essentially. They only come back dead. And Kelsier has these wounds. And that's really what kind of causes Menace to take an interest in him. Well, Menace... Before Menace can kind of get any more out, because he really wants to know what the heck Kelster's actually doing there. You know, Kelster keeps telling him, I'm here to start trouble. I'm here to start trouble. He wants to know what that means. But before we can get to that point, we're cut off by a scream. Now, earlier in the book, earlier in this prologue, Lord Tresting says it's time for him to celebrate because he's made the obligator so happy. And he picks out a a very young girl to celebrate with that Mm -hmm. night. And we hear her and her mother screaming. And we get our first introduction into the magic system with Kelsier burning, whatever that means, burning a metal. And suddenly he, his senses get amplified tenfold. He can hear everything perfectly. He describes how he can feel the individual fibers in his clothing. The, the fire itself feels like he's right up next to it, even though it's across the room. And everything gets amplified and he can hear everything perfectly. And we see his character crack. The smile goes away. We see we 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 see fury in this character who, at the, up to this point, I want to say there's a quote that I want to mention. Um, he he basically mentions how, you know, he he gets asked how can he smile with how these harsh conditions by menace and and Kelsey responds with. You know, the Lord Ruler believes that he's monopolized happiness and joy, and I'm inclined to say he hasn't. This is one thing (laughs) I can still do. I can always smile. I can always laugh. And then that moment later, you see the crack, and you see the fury, and Kelsier leaves. Everyone, you know, everyone believes in this case that uh, they don't know what he's going to do. In fact, I want to say that Menace even believes, well, he's off to go get himself killed. Pretty much everyone thinks he's gone to go die. And, you know, it's kind of a shame because he had so many, he had goals that he kept speaking of, but he's just, he's just one of us. What well, can he and, do? And then he kept saying, he's like, oh, if you, you're never going to be able to start that revolution if you go get yourself killed tonight, son. And he's like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think at one point when he asked him about the trouble he's making, Kelsey responded with like, what, what do you mean? Like, because he was like, Menace was like, I, I, you know, we need to fight. Or, or no, Menace is like, we can't fight mm-hmm. or whatever. We don't want to start a fight. And Kelsier's like, what do you mean? You're already fighting. You're just losing terribly. You're just, you're, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're, like, you don't, you, it isn't a choice. You're, you're forced into it and you're losing. Mm-hmm. And you're just okay with losing. Well, Kelsier isn't okay with losing and he leaves. Menace wakes up the next day surprised because normally it's the taskmasters coming in and waking everyone up and getting their butts moving. But he wakes up and they go outside and they smell a burning building. They see the young girl who was supposedly taken reunited with her mother. And we get a quick introduction, which we'll go a little bit deeper into this. They try to refer to her as a mist wraith. And everyone says, no, 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 she's not a mist wraith. She's not a mist wraith. Because she came out in the sun. A mist wraith can't do that. 
yeah, they can't do that. Um, but everything's burned down. The man, the manor at least, the mm-hmm. manor's burned down. There's no guards. There's no taskmaster. There's nobody. All that's left is this little girl who explains how Kelsier apparently single-handedly went in and killed every guard, killed Lord Tresting, and basically killed everybody. And I think they said they had like a half dozen guards, at least. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think Kelsier himself even said, you know, Lord Tresting, you know, his, his refinement in food sucks, but he has a good eye for guards. For guards, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we're just left there with that image of the burning down building and Menace finally realizing what happened. Kelsier backed them into a corner. Kelsier basically said, you wouldn't fight, but now you really have no choice because when if whoever comes back here, y'all are all dead anyway. Menace realizes this, and he curses Kelsier because Kelsier's getting what he wants at the end of the day, which is they are going to have to march off through the mist to some caves where there's potentially a growing Skull Rebellion. And that's where we're left with the prologue. Absolutely incredible introduction. We couldn't help ourselves. We wanted to start with just breaking down what happened. And we still couldn't help ourselves with how much lore is baked in to this prologue. There's, There's so, many so much. There. I mean, we, we, we've got the Obligators, the Mist Race, the Noblemen, the Ska. Um, I I think, I mean... Got the ash mounts, the fact that they had to clear out the ash. Yeah, the, the obligators having these rings around their eyes. Like, what is that even about? Yeah, the tattoos on the eyes. And, and he already says, like, oh, the bigger the tattoos, the more, like, the higher ranking they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, obviously we get introduced to Kelsier. The biggest thing that I took from this first thing was he wanted to he wanted to impress the noblemen so he could move into the major city, which is Luthadel. Luthadel. But he didn't, like, actually say that what did he say? I need to impress their obligators. Yeah, he's like, and he was like, oh, not just any obligator, is the personal obligator of Venture. Lord Venture. Yes. Venture. And um, so we're introduced to this name that we're going to hear name dropped at least a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And so already we've got like these, uh, just like a slew of information, some of which I'll say, like, I would have. I would have like just bounced off and, you know, would have missed on my first try. It's kind of interesting to hear some of these on the second round. Um, but here we are. We have a setup of, you know, a different class of people who are like set back. They're in these things on hovels and they get nothing but basically broth, which is just water soaked vegetable soup, essentially. Literally the bare minimum to keep their bodies I would argue, like, barely functioning. It's youth that keeps them alive. Well, and he even says what he said. He said he said he loses, like, a half dozen a month or a half dozen of just a week, you know. And it's just, and they said, like, we're waiting. Uh, Menace was even saying, I don't even want to, not sure if I even want to get out of bed because he knows that if he doesn't get out of bed, then the Taskmasters will come in and kill him because they said they go in and they kill any ska who are sick or too sick or elderly to work. Yeah. Um. And they look at talk about how the Skull are seen. You know, they're seen as being lazy. They're seen as being slow. They're seen as all these things. But it's like, look at the conditions that they're in. Yeah, I mean, didn't he even say at one point, not a perfect quote here, Lord Tresting is just like, you would think after a thousand years of breeding the Ska that they would be perfect working. And that's part of the thing. There is a, that's one thing that's interesting that gets dropped in here is that this idea that there is, breeding 
you know, kind of in here. And it that actually becomes like a bigger plot point later on that was just kind of a subtle drop on this. There's yeah. so many things that actually like come up in this in this piece. Um, let's see. So walking our way our way through here. Um, one of the other environments, I think, I think they talked about the plants. Um, yes. The plants are all brown. Uh, so there you get more of an introduction to how the uh, how this environment looks, this world that we're in. The sun is like a red circle. Uh, the dot, the sky is looks like it's overcast almost all the time, but like overcast with like dust. And we find mm -hmm. out that it's ash that covers the covers everything, and that the a majority of the time are sitting there going through the ash piles, trying to clear them out. Um, you got the environment of uh, these the mists that come in that have this like otherworldly presence. Yeah. No one travels in the mists. We get our first like talk about what it could be. They were talking about with Kelser when he's about to leave. A woman mentioned that they could like the mist would steal his soul, and a couple of them mentioned how they were afraid of what Kelser would be if he left into the mist. And then we hear that the the younger girl when she's returned um, after Kelser leaves to go do whatever he ended up doing to Lord Tresting and everybody. He mentioned how he saved the girl, and the girl returned very quickly, and the mother was, they were all claiming that the girl had to be a mist wraith. She was out in the mist. She was pretending to be the daughter. And then we get this, like, subtle drop where the, the mother's like, she can't be a mist wraith. Look, I brought her out to the sun. She would have disappeared. She would have been gone. And that's when we get this, the sense that, like, the mist themselves, supposedly, they don't stay out. It doesn't stay out to any day. It is just at night the mist rolls in. And like it says, it kind of adds that supernatural feeling because, at least in our world, you know, the mist, mist can be daytime or nighttime. It's just, it's just, it's just there. It's but, just there. But here it always comes in every night and never stays out in the day. And uh, they talk about these things called mist wraiths, you know, yeah. these things that can supposedly take the faces of other people. And there's something to be feared for some reason, but they can't come up, come up, come out during the day. Um, they at one point click, uh, claim that Kelsier was a mist wraith, but they were like, did they forget that he was there during the day too? Um, yeah, they made that claim after they saw what he had done. Is that's when they were like, he has to be some. He's not human. He's not human. Whatever, who, what, what person, what ska could do this to the plantation masters, the guards, everybody? Right. They're just they're, their minds are blown. Like, how could this possibly happen? Um, one other thing that kind of gets name dropped is this is our first mention of Colas. Um, they mentioned that the, the he was like, oh, his colas will come in. Uh, so I mean, it's another little piece of a piece of information that we may have to touch up on a little bit later. Um, the thing about the colas, though, is like well, like I said, I think like you said, it'll it'll be there'll be more in depth discussions with the colas here. Like, but that is an interesting name drop. What are the colas like? Why are people afraid of the colas? Whatever they are. Well, the noblemen, you know, why are the noblemen afraid? Yeah, if if, if you know, we the scar are one thing. You know, they seem like a superstitious lot, but the noblemen yeah, they seem superstitious. You know, they they are not just a little stitious. Yeah, like super, <laughs> super. But you're right; they're also uneducated. They rely the only news they get based on what we're understanding here are the few ska that are brave enough to travel from plantation to plantation, which has already been shown is highly, highly illegal. And unusual. Yeah, I think Trapper even said that like they are making one of the biggest like uh 
they're taking one of the biggest risks they possibly can by allowing him to be there. But, you know, again, that also kind of paints the picture a lot of how the how the noblemen see the Ska. Like, you know, they aren't well kept in any way if Ska can move between plantations and these people don't even know that it's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's so much in this in this prologue to just discuss and break down. Like you said, we are introduced to this vibrant world it was literally you know if you listen on audible it was 30 minutes Mm -hmm. and i learned like this world was just painted beautifully i i could feel it i i kind of got this like almost like gothic feeling for the world in Mm -hmm. the sense you know maybe that is just me kind of leaning heavily into the mist and the idea uh of that but it's absolutely incredible like i want to talk about kelsier now though because kelsier at least to this point is our point of view character you know okay. at least that's how i would see him he's the the character we spent the most time with he's he's kind of like everything's outside of lord trusting in the very beginning very very small portion he's what we're seeing everything through and this guy all the way up to the point that he hears the young woman screams he's played off kind of like a jokester in a way you know like he he defiantly looks at Lord Trusting. So he obviously has some sort of issue with the authority and how things are going, which, you know, that's kind of like a duh. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't. But when he even goes in to talk with the Ska, he's smiling all the time. He's happy. The actual quote now I have here is, you ask why I smile. The Lord Ruler thinks he has claimed laughter and joy for himself. I'm disinclined to let him do so. This is a Ska who, contrary to all, Everyone else is sh- not only showing no fear, he is actively wanting to push back. Right. And I mean, uh, the other thing is, you know, he walks in with, you know, he has all this confidence and he starts playing these people really quickly. Yeah. I mean, he walks in and he's like, oh, well, I'm, you know, I'm sorry. You don't have a problem here. And then like, yeah, get out of here. And he's like, okay. And he opens the door and he knows that they're going to lose their minds when they see the, the, the mist because they're, they're freaking out. Um, and then he closes it. But um, one thing I'm I'm willing to bet that he has is there's a bit of skull culture that gets dropped here. I mean, they talk about, you know, they're really big gossips. They're, yeah. they, that they, news travels among them really fast. Before he even gets there, they already know him as the survivor. You know, before he's even gotten there, news of him has already traveled. And uh, he's already gotten a little bit of a mythic behind him. And I'm wondering if he went in there knowing that, oh, let me just show my uh, big, you know, these white scars that are running down my arms. There's only one way I could have gotten that if you know what that means. And their elder, you know, did. I think Menace was the only one that actually acknowledged it. So so the elder knew him by the scars, but Menace... No, that's why I mean Menace. It's I mean the one, Menace. It's the one who knew him by the pits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah, I think that's true. He saw him as a survivor, and Menace is like, there's only one way, you know, mm-hmm. that, you know that you could have gotten that. Um, and, I mean, Kelsier basically comes in, he's, and it's implied he's been through some stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, and what's, what's even, like, like you said, what's even crazier is if he's been through a lot of these terrible things, you can see how beaten down the rest of the Scar are. He's been through these things, and yet he's still smiling. Like, like I said, I that's the biggest point I want to drive home here is the fact that the skull were so baffled by the idea that someone could have any sort of happiness. Right, right, and uh, you know they were all very enthusiastic to be able to eat the food that they gave he gave them and things like that. But 
enthusiastic, um, not happy. Like they, right. they were, yeah. Right. That's the thing. They, as far as I know, they, they talk about eating the food. It didn't even seem like everyone was like celebrating or really, they were just like, oh, this is good. This is really it, good. It like, I like that we got this. It was like instinct. Like I would even argue that, that I don't think they even cared that it was nobleman's food. I really think that surprised them. And that lent to, oh man, this guy can do stuff if he has nobleman's food. But really, I think at the end of the day, they just saw food. But I also think they realized, because he said that he took them from the Lord's Manor, he, yeah. they realized something's going to happen probably tomorrow. Once they realized what, you know, that this food is gone, and they probably had at least something of that in the back of their minds. I know that they at least outright stated it once. But, I mean, we're introduced as this group of people that really they are without hope. And they keep talking about potential revolution, potential revolution, and we hear... Like rebellion has happened before and it didn't go very well. Yeah. Um, and so they're kind of not taking any Kelsier stuff. No one is essentially this idea that he might even be able to do anything. And he's like, oh, no, I'm not. It's fine. It'll be OK. You know, I'm not I'm not here to do any of that. No, 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 no. You, you misunderstand me. And then in the end, it's like wink, wink, wink. Um, good luck. I never yeah. said that you had to rebel, yeah, but I mean, here's the thing: you're 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 right. I think again, one of the 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 things that are just so subtly dropped by Kilster that paints so much of his character is as he's going to the hut, he straight up mentions, "Man, we have to get people unafraid of the mist. Well, what better way to do that than forcing them, basically forcing them to march through it night and day if they want to live?" Right, right, and um, it just kind of shows, like you know, there there's we're, we'll go through into more of the history that's going to be coming up later on, but um, they remember their history. They pass these stories along. There's, you know, something about the mists, and he's saying like, no, there's they're really it's really cool, guys. And you would think that like that's, that's what a mist wraith would say. Indeed, and that's what I'm saying. It's like they have this lore, you know, set up, and you would think that at some point somebody would have taken some risk, but they are so scared of it. Um, and there's got to be some reason that he's he's so cool with it, but they're so scared of it. Here's the thing. I think, like, they know people who have taken the risk anyway, and this, they're still afraid of it. Like, my assumption at least is, you know, at this point, if there are Ska that travel between plantations, they don't do that, like, legally. They don't do that with other people. They have to do it themselves, which means they have to at least at some point be exposed at night to the mist. And if you make, if they, you know, they make that connection, make that assumption... That just shows how deeply ingrained this fear of the mist is, is if that they've even seen people who do it and their automatic thought is not, wow, he did that. It's what is he? Indeed. How has he changed? And he's been broken in some yeah. way. Yeah. You know, what, what terrible thing has occurred or what terrible thing will occur that hasn't yet or whatever that's going to be. Another subtle drop was that it was mentioned that the skull have been bred under the Lord ruler for a thousand years kind of paints the picture of this is called the final empire and it might be called the final empire for a reason if this lord ruler has been around for a thousand years indeed and we only know that it's been at least a thousand years yeah. uh, that he's been around um and so we've got this painting of this we've got a really good setup here we've got our like it's very thoroughly set up in such a short amount of time that you know we have this big empire run by certain bureaucrats with a noble class, with a slave class that is overhung by this guy with the Lord Ruler who has some, you know, a, a level of power, at least politically, to be able to control this, these different groups of people. Um, 
that he has at least a hierarchy set up where cruelty is rewarded. Um, that um, we have these group of people who have kind of an intricate network that's kind of in the background that allows them to move stories across where they're very superstitious, um, where they're able to pass information along, you know, into their groups very you know, pre pretty efficiently, it sounds like. Um, and then you have at least one person here who had the power to destroy an entire household full of guards and working staff in someone who is in this noble class who is at least sounded fairly high ranking for where he was because he was so close to going into a city you know and being you know into an obligator and he did it essentially with no significant fear or somewhat you know it sounded like no effort almost on his part it it almost sounded like it was an offhand second thought I was kind of curious, and I want to get your thought on this as a just a question to pose, and maybe for anyone listening, think the same thing. Was this intention? Was this Kelsey's intention the whole time coming in? Because it really sounded like he was just talking up until he had that moment that snapped. That moment, like you saw fury with when 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 the girl was taken, and it kind of made me start to think: Was it always his intention to do something this drastic, or is this like a side of Kelsey that's like? could be dangerous indeed i mean it was almost like he sounded like he was cool with coming in and stealing some food and maybe just piecing out and yeah, he said he wanted to start some stir up some trouble and to me you know maybe we have two strictly different definitions of some trouble well and it, and it sounds like he's been to other places and yeah. he didn't do anything like this in those other places or at least it, you would have thought the nobleman or someone would have maybe mentioned it or something like that uh so it seems at least that it was a little offhand that he nonchalantly uh, decided just, just mm, swatted them. I'm just going to go ahead and take care of this. I'm going to cleanse the world a little bit here. Um, and yeah, we're going to have to see if that ends up being a trend or if that's, uh, um, you know, what kind of guy are we dealing with here? Yeah. So for a quick recap, we are introduced to a point of view character of, in Kelsier. And we were introduced to three separate factions, that being the noblemen, whoever, whatever group the obligators are from, because they seem to be a separate class themselves, and then the ska themselves. So I'm pretty excited, and uh, come back here and join us for chapter one. Hey guys, Vod here. Thanks for listening to the Antos podcast. You'll start to see regularly scheduled episodes starting November 14th, 2022. And if you'd really like to follow us, please consider subscribing. We're a very small project, so please support us with likes and comments, because that's what the algorithm craves. If you're listening on the YouTube channel, please hit the notification bell. And if you want to really give us a boost, consider supporting us on Patreon, because I really need to better my account.